0: Going on, guys. Welcome to the Always Create podcast. It's your host Chase and Asa. What's up, guys? Uh, and today we are going to be talking about failure, which I think is arguably one of the most important topics for anyone. Uh, and uh, do trying to do anything really anything literally really avoid failure anything.
1: Like it it affects it doesn't everybody matter in what life. field you're
0: in. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're gonna encounter it. Um, and so we're going to kind of be talking about what it looks like, how to overcome it, and uh, how to not be afraid of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's interesting, like, not, how to not be afraid of it, because, like, it's kind of human instinct to be fearful of failing. But it's just kind of one of those things that it, you— either you have it, or you have to work really, really hard at— when I say you have it, you either have the ability to look fear in the face and, like, you know, tell it to fuck off, or you have to work really hard at not being afraid to fuck up. I, th- I think for me, it kind of like, obviously, with music, when I first made uh, my first song, Grinding, it was absolute garbage. But to me, it was the best thing in the world, right? And I was DMing hell people and like, just like, hey, listen to the song, like, what do you think of it? And there was this one particular girl who had kind of popped off on Twitter, Ronnie Jet. Maybe you know her, maybe you don't. And she kind of had, like, a decent following. And I was like, dude, like, I gotta hit her up. Because, like, we we were kind of friends when I lived in Las Vegas. And I was like, I gotta hit her up, ask her to retweet it. Maybe she will, and then the song will pop off. And she did. And she, like, I got a bunch, a bunch of plays off that song um, because of her. And I was, like, super stoked about it. And I think that, honestly, I really feel like that kind of changed my mentality towards what I was doing. Because it was like, somebody gassed me up. Somebody gave me some credit. somebody like you know helped me out and it was, it was absolute ass you know it was garbage music and if she hadn't done that maybe I wouldn't have had the confidence to stick with it you know uh so that like that definitely helped me out and it was really interesting looking back on that a year later a year and a half later and thinking about how much she actually helped me because like i was so excited like i was like oh my god like i just hit 100 plays i just hit 200 plays i just hit 300 plays cuz that all happened like within an hour or two of her retweeting that and shouting me out on Twitter. So having somebody like to give me that gas from the very get-go of what I was working on was super beneficial to me. And that kind of played into me not being afraid of failing anymore, which is kind of ridiculous because she really didn't do anything other than just like, you know, retweet it, you know? So I don't know. It was just kind of a weird situation uh, that I feel like really benefited me a lot more than… I could have ever realized. So, you know what I mean?
0: Did you have any experiences um not related to music
1: that taught you about failure? Did I have any? Wow. You know, I had a couple. I had a couple. Uh I think, you know, obviously the biggest one for me was soccer. I, I failed at what I wanted to do, which was getting to play college soccer. Um, before that, I failed at playing academy soccer. I moved, I didn't move to Texas to play academy soccer, but like that was a factor in where we chose, ended up living in Texas, which was in the north side of Houston in the woodlands, um, because they had two academies in the woodlands. And so I, I, I wanted to give myself the best chances of getting onto those. And I didn't, I didn't even make that. I couldn't, that was a big reason we chose to live in the woodlands. And I failed at making either of those academy teams. So that, not playing college soccer. Um, those are two of the biggest failures that I faced that I had to reckon with something that I really wanted, really worked for, and it didn't it didn't come to fruition. so um and and
0: I think I don't remember if it was episode two or episode one. You talked about how um, you put your all into soccer and it didn't end up the way that you wanted it to. And now you kind of have that, um, I wouldn't say fear, but a hesitation when trying something new because you're worried that it might end up with the same outcome as soccer did. So do you think that that taught you to fear failure? or Are you more um, careful with the way that you work towards things, make, make work towards things, making sure that you're giving it your all? Or how does that, how did that kind of affect you moving forward?
1: I think, honestly, like I think that seed of doubt is still kind of planted in my in the back of my mind. And that's something I struggle with, like definitely is dealing with how to subdue that and make sure i don't listen to that fear because um but you you have to entirely and totally believe in yourself to make stuff happen for yourself you know you have to have that wholehearted confidence in whatever you're doing because if you don't believe in it and you don't like fuck with yourself nobody else is going to either they're going to see straight through whatever facade you're trying to put on and they're going to see that you're scared and you're you don't think it's going to happen for yourself um and i think as i'm gradually getting better with my with what everything that i'm doing that fear is going down and down and down because it's like i don't know i just i'm starting to believe in myself more and more all the time and i'm not as fearful as i think i was even 6 months ago that it might not work out in the way i wanted to because you you can achieve whatever you want as long as you give it everything you have and you can't Pick and choose which moments you're going to try. You have to try, and you have to bring it every single opportunity you have. You have to improve yourself. You have to. You can't have off days like that. You can't take breaks when you're trying to achieve something that only a handful of people get to do. You know. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I wrote a song called Ghost, and it was basically centered around this whole idea because it's, I mean, like like you just pointed out, like I failed in soccer, like, and that still plays a factor in. Not how I approach music, just, you know, what the outcome… I think about the outcome possibly being. Uh, Because like… I don't want there to be any of that outcome. But I had… I I did fail once for something that I was really passionate for, and I was trying for, and it didn't work out. So it it really… It definitely shook my confidence for an extended period of time. And I'm still on like… I'm on the upswing of coming out of that hit on my confidence, you know? Does that make sense? Um… Yeah. So like I'm definitely coming out of that. I'm dealing with that right now. But… Yeah. I mean I think the way I approach things now is just… I have to give it absolutely every ounce of energy I have because like… I mean I would… I did try in soccer but I didn't try the the right way at certain things. And so I think one of the most valuable things that I can take away from that experience is… You know how people say work smart not hard? Well, I think yeah. it takes both, man. Like, 100% it takes both. Because, like, I was trying really hard, but, like, was I trying at the right things? If I had tried a little harder in certain areas, maybe things would have worked out a little better and had a different outcome. But, uh, so now I have to think about, all right, is this actually going to benefit me in the long run? Or is this just something that I think I need to do? But really, it's it's just a roadblock, like, on the way to what I'm trying to do. Um, and I think one of those areas, one of the an example of that. Um, let's see. And I'm trying to think right now, like, what do I do right now? That's kind of maybe it's not super important, but I have given it too much attention. Like nothing's coming to my mind right at this moment, I guess. Cause I feel like I feel like everything I'm doing is definitely going to help me in the long run. Like I'm trying to work on a YouTube channel because I'm trying to build like my personal brand. I'm trying to grow a following on there. Um, so people can see the journey behind everything. And like maybe that's not gonna pay right now, but it's gonna pay dividends for when I do blow and people are gonna be like, holy shit, like I wanna see this come up. And they can go and watch every single step of the process, you know. Um, yeah. And like I'm, I'm trying to work on as many songs as possible, to just drop them in 2019 and just drop as many songs as I freaking can. Um. And so I guess maybe the one area is just I I try too hard to be perfect. Like I'm I'm scared to be bad at at a certain flow, and so I'm stuck using. Only like I'm only flowing fast and I'm not pushing myself to learn how to flow more slowly um, and more calm on a beat. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like that's kind of that, you know?
0: Yeah. So when you say that you're scared, the example you used, you're scared to uh, try different flows. Yeah. Like, are you afraid to practice them or are you afraid to put them out?
1: Honestly, I'm both? A, definitely both because, like, I mean, if I don't practice it, I'm not gonna put it out, you know. And I, I'm scared. I'm yeah, scared to yeah. practice it. because it's like, all right, well, why practice it if I can, if I can flow fast, you know? Like, it, why not right. just keep trying at that until like, you know, I'm going as fast as Logic or Tech Nine or something. Eminem on, on, uh, fuck, what was the name of his last album? I don't know. It was really good. He flowed really fast for a lot that of it. One. Yeah, that that, that new yeah. one where he called out everybody. Um, and so like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm still kind of like trying to find my sound because I'm still. You know, relatively new. I haven't found exactly the way I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what vibe I'm gonna fit for me as a, as an artist. You know, so yeah, I'm still working on that, and I get scared to try new things there, just because it's, I don't know you, you are putting yourself out there, so you want it to be the best, and it's like, all right, well, I can flow fast better than I can flow slow, so like, why am I even trying that? But like, I know it's gonna be crucial in the long run, but I'm just like scared to try it, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Um how about you though? Like what what's a big thing that you failed at that you didn't see coming that you really tried at? Um
0: I've got a couple, but I think the biggest um I don't know about the big. It's definitely it's not the biggest, but the most important one for me, I feel like was uh and it's totally not photography related, was not making the soccer team freshman year.
1: Oh yeah! I, think that I remember was, that, dude. You were pissed. that's. you we were so upset. That's been one of the
0: biggest uh, moments of my life. I feel like because uh, that totally changed like everything for me. I worked my butt off that year. I remember that, dude. Uh, to make sure that there would be no doubt that I would be on the team the next year. Um, I remember I joined track and I would go. I would go to track practice right after school. And then I would come home from track practice and I would go on runs and start working out literally immediately after I was done with practice. So I was basically doing double days for, I don't know, like six months, just getting ready for soccer season. Um, and that's kind of what
1: it, it started paid off, me
0: right? getting into the gym. It absolutely, yeah, it paid yeah. off. Yeah, See, I started like, doing...
1: That's the beautiful thing about failure is when you can take that and you use it as fuel to get better and to you know, achieve whatever it was originally that you wanted to do. Yeah.
0: And even beyond uh, the achievements that I got in soccer from that, um, not making the soccer team led me to doing track. Like I had thought about it, but if I had done soccer, I don't know that I would have wanted to do track because I would have felt like satisfied for the year, if that makes sense. And I would have been focused on uh, getting ready for soccer the next season and you know, track proved to be something that I was better at and something that could take me further. And track ended up having uh, a huge impact on my life, still does. So that was, that was pretty big. And I'm like, in the moment, I was really upset. That was like, it was heartbreaking. But I'm so glad that happened to me. And I wouldn't want that any other way.
1: That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. It's like to feel like that, that's, you wish it, like you're glad that happened. Like if you had the chance to change it, you wouldn't change it. Because like honestly, I th- I feel like knowing what I know now, like if I could change what happened with soccer, like I I definitely would. Like I would go back and be on a, a team in college or be on an academy team. You know, yeah. like, I feel like I, that would have been a good path. Like I'm grateful for where I'm at. And I'm like, I love my life and I love doing music. But I still think like had I had the opportunity to change that, I still would have because like I could have, I would have been able to find music later down the line anyways. Um… And that, that kind of just jumpstarted the process for me. But I don't know. I just, like, I love playing soccer so much that I think if I had the opportunity to change that, I would have. Yeah. See, I think that your... Uh, my
0: version of your soccer thing is kind of my situation with track right now. Right. Because if I could go back to my senior year, I would choose to walk on at NAU instead of going to Concordia. 100%. And... I don't know that I would be where I'm at with photography right now if I did that. Yeah. Um, because doing any collegiate sport is a huge time commitment, and even more so at D1. Uh, a D one school. Yeah. So I don't. I probably wouldn't have had the time to do half of what I did last year. It's like honestly, um, like you were talking and, about
1: your schedule. I think in episode two, and I was just like, damn, like I'm surprised you fit in photography as often as you did.
0: Yeah, I, it was a lot of. Like, when I would go out and shoot, I would get hundreds and hundreds of pictures. And so I was able to edit those for months and weeks at a time. So it looked like I was shooting more than I was. Okay. Because I definitely didn't have the time to get out and shoot like
1: I do now. Right. Um, and so… I don't know. I feel like… What, what's going to happen for you if you don't get onto a track team? Because I know you're trying to right now. What What's going to happen if you don't? Then what's the next That's nerd? a great
0: question. Um, the next move is probably going to be, uh, something competitive with lifting, whether it be bodybuilding or powerlifting. Uh, that's probably going to be it because I feel like that'll, it would be. And I like, you're in a great place for it. I am. But at the same time, I feel like that can wait. Like, you know how you said that you feel like you could always find music. Like I can always cut down and drop weight and get really lean but you only have so many years uh, during, you know, your late teens, early 20s to really put on a significant amount of mass. And that's where I'm at now. So that's why I feel like powerlifting might be more ideal at the moment. And then once I have a really good foundation, um, then I can transition into
1: bodybuilding. Right. But, um, no. So I, I asked you that question. And I immediately was like, well, wait a second. What about this? So do you think people should take the take the time to consider the alternative? Like, what if you fail? Do you, like, do you think people should give the time of day to that option? Or do you think they should only um, focus 100% on… I'm going to do this. It's going to happen. How am I going to do it? And never think about it failing.
0: That's a great question. And I don't know that I have a perfect answer to that. Because for the longest time… Uh, I love Will Smith. You know yeah. this. Uh, I Who sent you this the bro. other day. And there's one interview where he's talking about… He said, I don't believe… And having a plan B, because a plan B is only a distraction for plan A. So I kind of think that if you really have something that you're really passionate about, your entire focus needs to be on achieving that thing or getting that thing done. And then in the event that you do fail, then you'll have time to figure out what you can do afterwards. And that might sign, sound kind of hypocritical because I just said yeah, I like, yeah, do have a plan yeah, yeah. in case <laughs> in case track doesn't work out. But the reason why I have that plan is because that's what I'm going to be doing this year while I'm not doing track.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so like, you're, like you're not really changing anything. It's just like all right. So this is what yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. to get there. And like if that doesn't work out, then I'm just going to keep going down this path. Then I'll just continue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah that's yeah. a little bit different. But I don't know. Like I'm such like I'm. I'm kind of weird, like myself, because part of me is just such a huge dreamer, man. Like, I have the biggest aspirations. I want everything in the fucking world, man. Like, I'm shooting for the fucking moon. And another part of me that I think was kind of given to me by my parents, which which is ironic because they also, like, gave me the dreamer side of me, obviously, you know? But I'm just… I'm also such a realist, you know? Like, I always think about, like, all right, so what are the actual odds that me, a kid from… Texas A&M gets on and becomes like a world-renowned rapper, you know? Like what are the chances of that actually happening? And I think Mm -hmm. about that a lot. And like… I don't know. I shouldn't say a lot, but like it crosses my mind, you know? I think about it. And so I think about the alternative. And I think that's part of the reason like I'm here at A&M in a freaking engineering major. um, Is because like I want to have… One, the Aggie Network. Two, I want to have a STEM degree because then like, you know, you graduate. I'm going to try music for a couple years it doesn't work out, then I can go and still get a really good job uh as an engineer of some sorts, you know? <clears throat> yeah. But, like, I don't know. Lately, I've just been, like, really questioning, like, is this actually the right path for me? Because it's like, it's a hard major. And I, like, there's days where it's, like, it's kicking my ass. And I just, like, dude, this is so hard. It makes me apathetic about everything that I'm doing. Like, I, I'm just, like, I'm struggling with, like, one particular assignment or one lab report. Or you know, whatever it is. And it's just like, damn, it takes all of my energy away for, um, from wanting to do music and wanting to pursue music for the rest of the day, you know? And so I'm like, I'm really, really debating right now, personally, like, is this actually the right path for me to be on? And it, it's a struggle, dude, because like, I, it feels like if I step away from that, if I step away from engineering at AM, and like, even if I stay at A&M and I'm, I do another major, like, communications or like university studies, business focus, whatever… It just I've always felt like I needed to be an engineer. I've always felt like like even in middle school like we talked about like how you want to be like a computer scientist, and I was like on the same path pretty much. we talked about that like as as young as middle school, it's so like obviously for four or five, six years that's been ingrained into my head that I have to be an engineer, you know um and so like I'm really struggling with like do I need to let that go so I can focus on what I actually want to do, which is music, which is this podcast, which is you know just trying to like Live my life the way I want to live without having to di- ha- without having it dictated by the schedule somebody else gives me. Um, or do I need that backup? Do I need this this plan b? Um and so I like that I'm really struggling with that right now because it's just and you know it's not an easy decision. It's like it's the it's the question of do I need call or draw anymore? you know, yeah, and there's a lot of people who tell you you hundred percent need it, and there's a lot of people who tell you one hundred percent don't need it. And there's a, some people who are going to tell you, like, it's not going to hurt to have it, but you know, you don't need it. You know, like, there's there's so many different answers mm-hmm. to that question because every, every person is different. So uh, it's, like, impossible to know. But, like, I'm, I'm sh- having a hard time. I'm struggling with, do I need this plan B or not, you know? Yeah.
0: I'm really glad that you mentioned kind of balancing the things that you're really interested in in college. And I feel like um, a discussion about that that's worth having is if, let's say you have a plan A and a plan B is if those two complement each other, right? Yeah. Because as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about my situation and I'm working really hard at photography right Right. now. I want that to be uh, a career for me. But I know that being a photographer, at least the kind that I want, because I don't want to shoot weddings. I think that's really boring. I just want to be a freelance photographer, but not a wedding photographer. And it's really hard to have a consistent stream of income there. Well, I'm also studying kinesiology, which is exercise science, because I want to be a personal trainer. And personal trainers, unless you work in a gym where you're getting paid hourly, it's kind of like being a freelance artist. You know, you get paid when you have clients, you don't necessarily have a consistent income stream. And so I know that in order for me to live the life that I want to have and have the freedom that I want, I'm going to need to do both. I'm going to need to be a personal trainer and a photographer. And those are, I'm going to be able to do both because in a sense, I'll be able to make my own schedule to make it work. Um, And I could be a personal trainer without going to school, which would help me out in the short term because I'd have more time to dedicate to photography and other things. But um, you can be a higher level of trainer with a a college degree. Um, So I think it's just important to consider Kind of the big picture and consider all things together instead of looking at them as, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, whatever. Just think like, look at it as a whole. You know? Yeah. And it's definitely different for you because, like, a, getting a STEM degree and going into a career in STEM is not, a, you know, it's not, part it's time not, con- yeah, it's not deal. at all. It's not it's like not that at conducive all. Yeah.
1: To me being a musician. Like, so I, we had a, uh, AM has a career fair at the start and of each semester. And it's a really big deal. Like tons and tons of companies come out. And I'm sure like most schools have them. And like, you know, ours is obviously really big for the engineering school because we're one of the best engineering schools. Um, And I went there. And I feel like I don't have a very good looking resume. You know, like I don't look super good on paper. My GPA is not super high. I don't have a ton of extracurriculars. But I don't have a ton of extracurriculars. And I don't have a super high GPA because of how much time I pour into music and how much time I pour into just like these things that I'm actually interested in. And so I didn't want that to, to go unnoticed on my resume. And so I went ahead and I, I fucking… I put on there that I'm, I'm yeah. a rapper. Like I deadass. I put that on there on my resume where I was handing this to like Tesla, General Motors, uh, you know, like Chevron, like all these companies, you know. And like I swear, the one guy like he wanted to laugh in my face. Like he was like… So the polite way he said it was like, you know, you should take this to the resume uh, or like the career center and have them look at your resume and like revise it for you. And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll tell you what to leave on, what to drop off. Because like, obviously, like, you know, he was looking at that. He's like, dude, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But like, yeah. that's just such a huge part of my time. It's commitment, you know? That I didn't want to have to leave that off. But, um… I forget how that related to what you were saying. But I want to go back to what… To like, right when you started talking, you were like, you, how do you relate your plan A and your plan B so that they complement each other? And you were talking mm-hmm. about how like, you know, uh, with your kinesiology and being a personal trainer, you have to have uh. Clients or you're working at a gym. But if you if you don't want to work at a gym on a schedule, you have to have your own personal clients that you're working with on a regular basis. Um, And so for for photography, if you want to do really well there, you need a brand. You need a really good social media presence. And you need people Got to it. find you and then be so interested in your work that you have out. They're like, all right, yeah, I'm going to pay money for this. And for being a physical therapist, or not a physical therapist, a personal trainer who is… Uh, Consistently having clients and like, you know, maybe selling, uh, you know, guides, nutrition, whatever. offer Offering uh, coaching online through email, through correspondence, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, you need a personal brand. And this, Gary talks about this all the time, bro. You can turn anything you're passionate about into, into income, into money for yourself. Um, but to do that, you have to have a following on social media. You have to have a brand. And I think that's that's something a lot of people who haven't grown up with the internet and even some people who have grown up with the internet don't recognize is that because of the way the internet works and the way we consume content as a society today, you can do anything. And I have to emphasize that so hard. You can do literally anything you want and make money off of it if you're really passionate about it and you really work at it. Um. Because with the personal branding and having that presence on social media, you can turn that attention into anything you want. You can turn that into direct revenue through sales. You can turn that into more attention. Uh, and like like just in your particular case, like you're you're gonna benefit from that attention and that social media presence because people are gonna want to book you for photography. You're gonna be able to get more work. You're you're gonna be able to get more clients as a personal trainer because they're going to be like, "Oh wow, like he's worked with this like, you know, so many people and like all these people on, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. They believe in what he's doing." I've like gone back into his in his profile and seen everything that he's talked about and been like, "Wow, like this is actually a lot of really great advice that he's given out." Um obviously, you know, he knows what he's talking about, he knows what he's doing. I'm gonna, I'm going to ask him to be my personal trainer. So, I like it's just Super important to brand yourself because then you can turn whatever you're passionate about into income for yourself. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think that, um, you know, you got into it a little bit there, but that's definitely going to be a topic for another episode in more depth because it's super important. And it's not understood, like you said, especially by people who haven't grown up with the internet
1: the way that we did. And even people who have don't recognize it, man. Because like I swear, like I've only become aware of it because i am trying to do it you know and mm-hmm. if i if i wasn't trying to do it i wouldn't believe it I, like 100% wouldn't believe it and um my dad he doesn't believe it i don't i, don't, I really don't think he does and like see my dad's super smart and he understands like the power of social media to an extent but i think he has a super super hard time because like i mean we grew up super poor like we were homeless for a time like we've just we've struggled a lot with everything that we've done you know um And like, you know, shout out my dad and my mom. Like, they raised us super well. And like, they worked their asses off to make sure that we could get to where we are so that we we could have really nice lives and all that, you know? But like, it hasn't always been super easy. Like, we've definitely had our years of struggle um, as a family. But, so because of that, he has that super realist, that super, you know, bills got to be paid. And Mm -hmm. you you can't, like, depend on something as inconsistent as social media or something that hasn't for… Like, I mean, I think… Yeah, you could have made money on the internet 10, 15 years ago, but I think you really started to be able to make money off of just the attention that you had within like the last 5 years. I yeah, I think that's, that's really true. when it's really popped off. And so he just like he it's like he wants to believe in it and it's like but he just doesn't because it's so new and he's such a realist about it. And so I kind of have that ingrained in me as well, but um it's, it, it can be done. It's out there. Like 100%. And I, I believe everyone can do it. But like w- with everything that you want to do, it, it takes a lot of fucking work. Um. It's like how… On one hand, it's like how can I have the audacity to be like, I just want to li- live the life that I want to live. And I want to get paid really well to do that. Versus I know a bunch of people who are doing that. Why don't I deserve it? You know? Like why, yeah. why shouldn't I also be entitled to live a life similar to that. So I, don't know, I struggle with those different aspects, those different mindsets a lot.
0: I think that those like, you could kind of manipulate those to your advantage, you know, because you're saying like, on one hand, you're like, I want to have this. And on the other hand, it's like, oh, like other people have it. Like, why don't I? But you can be like, I want to have this. And I know that I can make this happen because I've seen somebody else do it. Like, it only takes one person to do it in order for anybody else to be able to do it. You know what I right, mean?
1: Right, yeah. I mean it, and I wasn't trying to be like oh like if he got it then I should get it, you know in the sense that like No, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I wasn't I wasn't trying to sound like super spoiled right there. I was just like trying to say like, you know, if somebody I'm trying to think like I don't know, let's just let's just pick Russ, he's the only guy I can think of right now. Like if Russ can get on as as a rapper, why can't I, you know? Like Exactly. He he played basketball his his whole like childhood and like then he was just like I mean pretty young I think he wasn't I think he was early on in high school when he really got into music and was like, you know This is what I'm gonna do. Um, and then he he just made it happen for himself. If he can do it Why can't I do it? You know like yeah It but at the same time. It's like I don't know man. It's it's a struggle that I think about a lot though because it's like I want to be entitled to it in the sense that uh, I, I use air quotes there because I want to be entitled to it in the sense that, like, I should be able to put in the work and guarantee that I'm going to have that. But yeah. it's not a guarantee, dude. It's just not. And so I I, don't, I just struggle with that a lot.
0: I think the one thing I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I feel like the one thing that people forget about when it comes to success and hard work is time. Like, you can work hard, but let's say you work hard for something for two years and you quit but year three was when you were going to make yeah, it. You know? yeah. So you have to work hard over an extended amount. It's like, there's no guarantee that you're going to get it within the first year or two or three or four or five. You just have to keep working until you get it. But if you keep working, it's going to happen.
1: It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time, man. But it, it is hard to hold on to that, that belief and that, that uh, really, I don't know, just that belief that it's going to happen. It's not easy oh, to, absolutely. to keep that consistency and that work rate up. And that's why it's so important to work at something that you're passionate about. Because like I, I, I'm super interested in computer science and I love the technology and the idea behind it but like right now it's like my, the major that I'm in is multidisciplinary engineering technology. It's a mouthful bro. And basically like mechatronics. Um, which if you don't know what that is, it's like… It's a mix of computer engineering and mechanical engineering. It's like they they literally, they were like, all right, so these people don't have enough of that. Those people don't have enough of this. Like, we're just going to make a new major that does both. So that's basically what I'm doing. So I am doing a fair amount of coding, even though that's not um, all I'm doing right now. And I've come to the realization that I really don't like coding as much as I was really hoping I would, you know? Like, (laughs) I really wanted to love it. I really wanted to be uh, one of those wizards who was like super sick with the code, who made a bunch of apps, websites, and algorithms that did this or that, machine learning to, uh, al- uh, programs and shit like that, you know? But I just don't think it's for me, dude. Like, I love that stuff, but holy fuck, it is way too hard for me to do, to put all this energy into. But, like, let's say I don't have music. And I haven't… Or I realize that music's my passion, but it's… I don't believe it. And I'm too much of a doubter to really pursue it. And so I'm going to spend the next four or three years working on… Computer science type things, kind of hating my life, but kind of like feeling happy whenever I have some success with it, and then I get on to some entrepreneur uh entrepreneurship program, get put with somebody who's working on an idea and I work on that project and I put in like freaking five hundred plus hours under that uh that app that they're working on or whatever and like I'm doing all that because I think that computer science is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing and there's a lot of days where I just like hate my life because of it, you know? Yeah. Versus actually truly being passionate about something. Like I could work from 6am from six to midnight that night on music. Get up and do it again for the next three years of my life. And I would be perfectly happy with that. Like there's going to be days where I, I need some sleep. I got to take a day off because I've been super creatively drained. I got I to take a break and come back to it. But as a whole… I know for a fact, an absolute 100% fact, I'm okay doing that. And if I was doing the same grind with computer science because I hadn't realized that music was actually what I'm passionate about because I'm too scared to pursue that, I'm going to be super unhappy doing the same work. And because I'm not happy about it, I'm going to get less results out of it as well. You know? Yeah. So it's just… But like the doubt of I'm not going to make it as an artist and I need the backup. It's a super huge struggle, man. Um, doubt, man. Doubt can really be killer. Yeah, I feel like that. And see, another thing with doubt too, and it's it's not. It's so hard to deal with doubt, but this is why you just have to be super positive with everybody you meet, man. Because I swear, like, if I meet somebody or I I know a guy through an acquaintance, he's an or I'm sorry, I know a guy. I'm friends with this guy. He has he has a friend, and I'm that friend's acquaintance. You know. Um, if he heard a song of mine and he randomly came up to me one day, it's like, yo, dude, I heard your song. Like, it was fucking dope. Like, I can't wait to hear more, more music from you. And I never talked to him again. I'm going to be super gassed off that. You know? And it was just like him being positive about it. Even if he didn't really like it. He was just like being nice because, you know, he's a nice guy. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thrive off of that positivity from him for a long time. Like, that's going to continue yeah. to drive me. Um, And so it's like, my whole point in saying that is like, it's just super important to be super positive and offer encouragement to those people around you who are working towards something that they want to do. Because it gets draining and doubt is loud, but positivity is going to cut through that doubt every single time, no matter how loud it is. You know? So it's just, it's super important. be super positive and offer encouragement to people whenever you can. Because it means so much to creatives, especially.
0: I think that's a uh, a really good takeaway from
1: this episode. Yeah. Uh shit, man. I don't know. Yeah. I just I every time I hear about somebody who's trying to pursue whatever they want to do, they want to pursue photography, they want to pursue music, drawing, uh, whatever they want to do. Um I always immediately like reach out. I'm like, hey, like I'm super proud of you for doing that. Keep going with it. If you need any advice, like let me know. Um, and sometimes, like I'm, I'm still so new at this myself. Like I don't have advice for you. I just, but like I can tell you that it's gonna work out because you're, you're trying at it. You just gotta try with everything you have. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I just you gotta be super positive. That's all you can do. And I feel, I feel like, um, that's one of the only ways you can overcome a fear of failure is through constant positivity from people around you but that's super rare to come around come come by so i don't know you just got you just got to keep looking for those people who are going to provide that in your life yeah and if you can't um that's that's why we're doing people, this podcast to offer that positivity right
0: there we go podcast great way to supplement for the people that you don't have in person
1: i i think we just about touched on everything nah dude we got more gas in the tank come on now uh, no, man,
0: we we uh we touched on everything in kind of a roundabout way, not a roundabout, but through our stories. Is a better way to put it.
1: Yeah, I think we did, but um, I think I think what there's there's a little bit more we could talk about a little more directly. Uh, and I think one of those areas that we should address is how does failure affect you. So I, I'm just gonna ask you, like, how does failure affect you? Like, um, like on a, on a more day to day basis like for example you DM somebody you're like hey I want I want to shoot with you and they say hey let's do it and then they don't show up for the shoot or they don't respond to you whatever how do you deal with that?
0: That's really situational. Why? Um, but because it depends on the person. Like if there's somebody that uh, if it's somebody that I know, then no I'll through take social that media or know
1: like from from school or something.
0: Either okay. Like if there's someone that I've talked to before or have a relationship with, whether it's in person or through the Any internet, kind of acquaintance. Um any kind of yeah, I'll get a little bit more offended if uh like if they don't respond or if they say yes and then like they just bail and don't tell me, uh, then I'll get a little I, I don't even want to say upset, but I'll get a little more annoyed than if I DM somebody who I've never talked to before and they don't respond to me, then I'm just like, okay, on to the next, right. you know? Um, but I wouldn't even really consider that failure. I know earlier in the summer I was trying to reach out to as many people as possible about shooting, and I don't—I probably sent off like a good fifty DMs across uh, three platforms or so, and I don't know—I might have heard back from like ten, but.
1: I mean, honestly that that like honestly it, sounds like a pretty good conversion rate because for a lot of people, like that's the hustle that they have to do in order to market themselves or sell whatever they're trying to do, you know. And like it can be super discouraging, especially like when you're just getting started and you haven't had a lot of a lot of work, so you don't have a lot of like you don't have a huge portfolio or whatever. Um, Or like if you're running some kind of marketing business through social media and you're trying to find clients and you're just DMing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and you're just not getting the responses, you like that's discouraging. Like it's not it's not failure on like a on grand scale, but I think it's like it kind of is a failure, you know. Uh, But yeah,
0: and it can definitely be a hit especially if you're not, uh, if you haven't gotten used to it. And I think it's kind of like the stage of getting discouraged when you're reaching out and you're not hearing back. uh, I think that's unavoidable. And it's kind of necessary because you have to not hear back from a ton of people. I feel like before you're just like, okay, this is normal before you expect not to hear back from the majority of people that you reach out to. But it's also not about numbers um, as far as People getting back to you, you know, like it could take one. One person gets back yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. Maybe they have a decent following, or maybe they have a small following, but the people that follow them really support them. And then now you have those people really supporting you if you guys work together and the collaboration goes well.
1: Yeah, and that can and that that in uh, uh, that in and of itself can definitely lead to uh, really fruitful relationships with that one particular person and like then their circle too. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes failure is, like… It kicks you down… Or it kicks you in the balls a lot. And, like, it's hard to deal with. But sometimes it just takes one person, like you said, to… You know. I, I mean… Get on. Move on. And, like, yeah. get, that boost of, just yeah, get that boost of confidence that propels you into your next 15 clients or whatever, you know? Um. Yeah. I think that… um
0: I don't know if this is necessarily failure, but the biggest thing for me, it was not so much um, shoots not working out. It was people... um, I don't know. It was like people like... I don't want to say bad talking, but people that I knew like not supporting. Like I think that anything regarding failure when it comes to people who you thought you had a really good relationship with definitely hits more than anything else. Like, and, and, And that's something that you can't really... Prepare for it. like you don't really expect it, but that's like that's a different kind of hurt, you know what I mean I
1: definitely like hear what you're saying, but for me I don't know for me personally, like I just i don't give a fuck with the people around me think dude, like I don't the only people who can affect directly my mindset and what I'm thinking are my parents uh, my family my parents my brother like that's pretty much it um, yeah. everyone else but was it like that when you started when you started music? I think so to an extent because like had everybody like, i mean i got clowned on the soccer team bro like of course i got clowned on the fucking team for like trying to be a rapper yeah. but i don't know like i i didn't care about that um and some of it was more serious like there was a couple guys on the team that i was just like you know we weren't like super good friends you know what i'm saying and it's so, like when they were doing it like i kn- i knew nah. it was legit from them like it wasn't just clowning for, like i oh, like we like we actually fuck with it but like they were being legit in and, and their clowning and and their their negativity about it. Um, and it's just kind of been like the way I think about… Like I've been my whole life. Like I, d- I really don't care if people think uh, like about what I'm wearing or about just anything that has to do with me. Like I really don't care about other people's opinion because you know what? It, it doesn't matter to me. And it's like I was really lucky to have that naturally. Um, beca- because it definitely… It's a benefit because if I had… a, a uh, like a really sensitive exoskeleton, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, then I would be yeah. Super, yeah, yeah. super, super, super um, scared whenever I put out a new song. Uh, like my girlfriend, she had a bunch of friends and she like… She constantly gets clowned for dating a SoundCloud rapper because up until a couple months ago, I didn't have my music out on streaming platforms. Um, and so she she got clowned a lot like behind my back to her face um, about dating a SoundCloud rapper. And she would tell me about it. And I'd just be like, all right, why do you even care though? Like, it doesn't affect me. Why does it affect you? Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of… I don't know. I got really lucky with that. But if you don't have that, like you, you, I hope you can get that really quick. Because you're going to face a lot of negativity from people. Um, yeah, Because it's almost like they're jealous of not being able to be as fearless as you. You know? Mm-hmm. Because we all have that fearful… What if this doesn't work out? What if people make fun of me In us naturally? And so if you don't have that, you're really lucky. Um, but you you just have to get used to it really fast. That's all I can say really. And I think the only way you can get yeah. used to that really fast is to face it a lot. And… I, uh, I don't think
0: that I knew that you kind of had the attitude that you didn't care what people think from the get. Like I knew that that was where you were at now. And more recently with your music. Um, but I don't think I knew that that was just kind of in you. And I think it's really cool that we kind of have both sides of that. Because I am definitely not the kind of person who's like, I don't really care. Well, I, I guess I am more so now, but I definitely wasn't. Uh, it was It's definitely a learned behavior for me. But it came pretty quickly and pretty easily for me, I would say. Um, because when I first started posting pictures, I wasn't doing it for attention or likes or right. followers or anything like that. I was doing it because I liked uh to take pictures and I liked what I was taking pictures of. So it was like a here, this is what I'm doing. Not like a oh, look at my pictures,
1: please like them
0: and give me comments. When you, stuff, when you were starting, you know?
1: did you like did anybody that you talked to on a regular basis like did they tell you it was bad or like give you any kind of hate for it?
0: Um not not really. So uh, you remember how close I was with… Uh, I, don't, I don't want to name drop. Ah, I'm not, not. going to name drop. But there was a person who I was really close friends with uh, my senior year. And you know her boyfriend. He played soccer with oh, us. Oh, okay. And I was supposed to… He reached out to me, actually, and was like, Hey, dude, I really like your pictures. Uh, can you take pictures of my car? And I was like, dude, like, of course. Like, I'm always down to take pictures. It was… This was winter break of yeah. last year. And we were both going to be in town. I was like, yeah, man, let's get it going. And I ran into them. um, So he reached out to me earlier in the year. Like, this was way before winter break, but we were planning it for winter break. And I ran into them over Thanksgiving break, Black Friday shopping. And, you know, I was talking to him, catching up, whatever. And we were walking away. And I was like, oh, yeah, Justin, like, send me a day. Name drop but I'm not going to name drop the girl. Um, Send me a day that you want to take pictures. And the girlfriend was like, oh, you got to start taking better pictures first. Like, just completely serious. And I was like, wow, we used to be like super close. And you just said that to me. And it was it was weird because it's like, it was your boyfriend who reached out to me wanting me to take pictures of his car.
1: Yeah, that's, that's like, that's pretty fucked up. And like, I, I just figured out who it was. And like, holy fuck, but like that must have, honestly, like, I could see that like definitely like hurting your confidence, to be honest.
0: I mean, like, I didn't really care because I was kind of like, I was a little shocked. I was like, wow, I thought we were cool. But I was and like, she was like wow, badass about it." I'm not doing this. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, I was like, I'm not doing this for the attention. And I'm having people reach out to me to take pictures for them. So I didn't really care. And it was just like, well, all right. Like, I just know that, like, I'm done with you now. And I moved on Yeah, kept pushing. But yeah, that was definitely uh, something that I had to learn to do. And now I do it uh without hesitation yeah. if somebody is not rocking with it and not even not rocking because I don't mind people who like don't like my stuff but if you have something negative to say and I mean negative like outside of critique uh
1: then I'm just like all right whatever like I'm yeah. done with you. And that's Let's something that's on. really important too to differentiate is between negative comments that are purely negative and don't offer any kind of critiques and versus somebody who actually offers you a critique, even if they don't like it. Like, they could honestly, like they could hate everything that you do and everything about you, but if they give me like one piece of like actual legitimate work on this, like I'll be grateful for that. You could-
0: yes, bro, me too. Like if somebody, I could literally get the same message from two people, and both of them could start off with, "Hey, I don't like your pictures," but one person says, "Hey, I don't like your pictures." Period. This is why. Then I'm like, yeah, thank yeah. you for the feedback. But if the other person is just like, "I don't like your pictures," then I'm like, all right, like why? Why
1: not? I don't really care. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's definitely the same thing for me. Like, uh, And there's, there's one one other thing that I, want, I don't want to bring up and talk about a little bit too is because it feels good to get validation, bro. It feels good when people tell you like, hey, dude, I really like what you're doing. Like, your shit's fire, you know? Like, that feels good. Because it's like, damn, bro. Like, I've been putting yeah. in all this work. Like, y'all don't even know how many sleepless nights I've had working on songs, working on beats, learning how many hours that I've had to like put into this. So like, every single positive comment it feels fucking good you know and yeah. it's not like you're chasing that you're not you don't need that to keep going but it pushes you really far along too you know yeah it's definitely it's definitely a motivator like it's not needed yeah. but it helps a lot um but if somebody doesn't fuck with it i want to know why like there there was one particular guy last yeah. year who who would like hate on my music a lot but I just wanted to know why. Like, was it the flow? Was it the beats? Like, what, what part of it did you not like? Did you just not like it? Because, like, I'm a white guy going to the same school… Or, th- yeah, the same school as you in the middle of fucking nowhere in countryland. Like, what is that? Mm. You know, like, what what about it don't you like? You know? And if I if I could have gotten that no. question… One, I'm either going to be like, all right, well, fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck that you don't like that part. Because I like that part. Or two, I'd have been like, yeah. all right, yeah. Like, I can definitely work on that. Or, like, I've been feeling the same way. Like, I can work with that that advice, you know? so. That yeah. definitely would have
0: helped a lot. I think there are definitely, there can be layers to criticism because I know sometimes, like, for me, um, I've got a couple of people, like Brooke, I'll send her my pictures and be like, hey, like, what can I do better? Because she knows more, um, like, technical stuff than I do. And sometimes I'll get feedback like, oh, it's too dark or too contrasty or whatever. And I'll kind of write that off because it's right, stylistic, right. you know? Like, I did, I did that on purpose to fit my feed, but maybe there's something else that I'm doing that I didn't notice that I can actually yeah. fix. So just because you're getting some criticism doesn't mean that it's something that needs to be fixed if you're doing That's it That's an interesting
1: thing you bring up too. Because uh, there's, there's a YouTube producer, his name is Kyle Beats or Kyle, I think it's Garavan or something like that. um His last name, because he puts his last name on his profiles. Um, but Kyle Beats is his channel on YouTube. And it's at, I think, like 150k subscribers right now. And I follow him. He has a podcast as well. He just started uh, over the summer. And it's pretty good. I listen to all the episodes, and I like. I really, I really like uh, his channel. Like he does a good job with his tutorials, with with yeah, the visuals of it all. And he did one particular video where he was like, he tweeted, "Hey, somebody sent me their MIDI file. Which, if you don't know, the MIDI file, ah, um, uh, it, it's what tells your software which notes to play of a particular instrument." Um, and so he tweeted that. I whipped up a couple. I uh, whipped up a melody. He DM'd me. He was like, "Hey, send me your MIDI file." I sent it to him. And he ended up using that file for um, his video. And in the video, he basically like was like, yo, this is trash. It's too Um, Halloween-y. It's like, I don't like it. And like he gave some opinions about it. But honestly, it seemed like all those opinions were like, just that. They were opinions. They were were stylistic opinions. He was like, I don't know, these two notes are too far apart. Or the rhythm was a little bit off. And like, yeah, rhythm is an important part of like melodies and stuff. And like, one thing he he definitely critiqued that was like, dude, that's like entirely stylistic uh, where the chords underneath. So like, I don't know. It's just sheer advice, but like also recognize is it a stylistic piece of critique and the fact that they're just not going to like it and you do like it. So like, fuck you. Like I'm going to find somebody who likes that um, versus yeah. this is actually bad. It needs to be changed. It needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. And the thing about like critiquing someone's style… Is that that's
0: like you're only gonna have your style critiqued, um, I feel like, or critiqued heavily if you don't have the numbers to yeah, back
1: it. Yeah, that's true too. You know too. what I'm saying?
0: Like if you if you have somebody who's huge uh, has a really big following, they do something that's different stylistically than the norm. Then it's like, oh, this is revolutionary. Yeah. Like this person's yeah. a genius. But if you have somebody who has you know three hundred followers and they're posting their stuff, I don't know, like on SoundCloud if they're an yeah. artist or wherever, um, and then it's like, oh, like this is terrible. This is trash. What are you doing? You need to fix it. And
1: it's just it's yeah. Super I think subjective. for example, what if Kanye West had come out. And his first album had been like, fuck, I'm a god, you know? Like that shit would have flopped right. so hard if that was his first album. Right. But not like he'd, he'd put out like four albums previous to that, I think, that had all done super well commercially. So like she came out and was like, I'm a god. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah bro, like we're, we're okay with that, you know? So um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think what you said was like, you nailed it on the head. Definitely, definitely matters how much of a following you already have. Um, but that's not, that's definitely not to say… Don't take risk in what you're doing. Because that risk could definitely pay off. And like maybe it won't… But you're never going to know unless you try. So definitely take risk in what you're doing. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll push you to grow and you'll learn… Absolutely. You'll learn from your mistakes. You'll learn what works. You'll learn what doesn't. And you'll be able to come back uh, and add something to your… You know, quote, normal style. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. So definitely definitely take risk too. That's uh, so, uh, so, yeah.
0: Because even if… Kind of like you said, even if that whole like new style doesn't
1: work, maybe you get one piece from yeah. it and you add it. Yeah. And then you move on. Uh, you just never know. So yeah. Um, I just want to like, hit a couple points like real quick again. So like, failure is definitely something difficult to deal with. But you, you have to… One, you have to be passionate about what you're doing in order to look failure in the face a lot. Because it's going to happen a lot. Especially if you're trying to do something that not a lot of people get to do. Um… And yeah, I mean, especially if you're pursuing a creative aspect or a creative field, you're definitely going to get told no a lot. You're definitely going to see a lot of failure before you see some success. Um, And even after you start seeing some success, you might go through a period of drought where you don't have any success and you're going to get a lot of failure, a lot of no's. Um, And that's hard to deal with, but you got to be passionate about what you're doing in order to keep uh, persevering through it. You got to keep that positivity around you and you got to spread some positivity too because you never know who's going to need it. You never know who's going to thrive off of that piece of positivity for the next several months, through the next several projects, whatever. Um, I think it's okay to let failure get to you as long as it doesn't stay with you. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you fail and you don't ever want to suppress your emotions, but feel your feelings and then move on don't uh, hold on to it or don't let it cripple you or if you mess up one time, don't let that be the end of your journey because uh, yeah, you're going to fail. It's inevitable, like you said. Um, I think that one thing that I didn't really mention uh, when I was talking about failure is that I kind of put, I don't want to say put it on a pedestal because that's not the right, that's not exactly what I mean, but for lack of a better phrase, I kind of put failure on a pedestal, but I think it's super important that to note that failure is only beneficial if you change the way you operate because of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, there's that quote that says, uh, Insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting different results. You know, it's kind of the same thing there. You, you yep. can't, like, if something's not working for you and you just keep on doing that, um, it, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. You're, just, you're insane for doing it again because it didn't work, obviously. Um Yep, and you're gonna get the same it, results. It, that is kind of a fine line, though, to balance with like if you're doing something that is actually revolutionary and it just people aren't appreciating it yet, because there's the fine line there. But I feel like I feel like the, I feel like the point still. Stands. Yeah, I think with
0: I think um, artistic failure and failure that has to do with um, process and work yeah. is a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I. I don't know, let's say I post a picture on Twitter and it's something different from my usual style and it flops. That's different than me um, not making a soccer team because right. I didn't
1: work hard yeah, enough. Yeah, definitely. You
0: know, So all failures are not uh, equal, for, yeah. to put it simply.
1: All right, man. Uh, this is a really great episode and I, I can't wait for everybody to listen to this one. And if you have listened to this point of the episode, we really appreciate that, Chase and I. Um. And we really hope you were able to get some positivity out of this for yourself. And you… Maybe if you're struggling with failure recently, that you don't feel so bad about it. And you're ready to get at it uh, again tomorrow or today. Thank you for listening to this. So, um, thanks for listening. Please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Especially the iTunes podcasting app, if that's what you're using. Leave a review. Give us five stars if you liked it. If you didn't like it, let us know why. so we can see what we can do better for you guys. And hit us up on social media, at underscore always create, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, We have lots of great content coming to you guys, and we'd love to talk with you about what you thought and about how you create. And if you would like to, use the hashtag howicreate, and we can get back to you um, about your your particular story, about what you go through, how you always create for yourself. Uh, So yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys next time.